Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I can promise you this episode is going to be rich and abundant because we have a beautiful, beautiful guest today, Ava, Joanna. And before we will dive into our talk today, first, I would love first Thank you so much for being here today. Of course, I am so excited to have you here. But a second, something that I love doing with my guest, Ava, what I love doing is taking them on a journey. And that's why I was asking you about that magical uh, experience. And I know that you're doing most of this, like a lot of this with your own clients, the breath work, the meditation, and really taking them on a journey. So that's what I want to do with you right now. So if you're open for a little adventure, what I would love to invite you for, just for a moment, gently close your eyes mm. and relax your shoulders, taking a deep breath in, breathing out, feeling as you're slowing down. Everything around you, it's slowing down. It feels like the time stopped. And it's just you, this present moment. And you're feeling so connected with your body. You're feeling light and grounded at the same time. And as you are taking another deep breath in, I would love for you to visualize a beautiful sunny day. And you're laying on a private beach in Bali. And there is a waterfall sprinkling all around the beautiful flowers, the trees, the jungle. There are huge butterflies flying all around you. And you're feeling so relaxed and so present. Now I would love for you to imagine that as you are sitting there and feeling so peaceful, there is a woman in this beautiful water just walking out. She just went for a swim. She looks at you and she says, 
Who are you? What is the one thing you would love this young, beautiful woman to know about you? Not what do you do right here, right now, but who you truly are. Mm. I am an expression of the divine feminine. Mm, that is so magical. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to you to being a divine expression of the feminine? Mm, yes. So an energy that I've been working with a lot lately is the feminine energy. And, you know, for anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about or what we're about to, the conversation we're about to embark on, we have the polarity of masculine and feminine energy inside of us. And most of us lean masculine that have grown up in a Western world, myself included. And so when I witness myself as an expression of the divine feminine, it is allowing and receiving my fullness as a woman, my fullness as a human, as a physical body, as a vehicle for expression and creativity and intuition. And at the same time in extension of source and extension of God and Oh, it's just so beautiful to play in this energy and so different than how I grew up, but it has been so freeing and liberating to be able to fully see myself, not just for the logical or structured or linear or successful, you know, who am I as far as who I am on paper, but who I am in the unseen in, in the depths of like the spaciousness of who, who I am on a soul level. That is so beautiful. And, you know, I, I loved it. You're bringing it in and really like expressing the difference between what we were told, who we are supposed to be, who we should be and who you are now choosing to be, you know, because I know that you um, achieved the things and that no one in your family did. You had the success, you had the achievements and yet you were not fulfilled that there were things that you felt in your heart that were missing. And I love that you acknowledge that because there are so many women out there who know they're meant for more, that they have this deep desire inside to know they shouldn't be just going through the day and just doing the things just to do them and look good on the paper and then suffering inside quietly, right? That you really stepped into that and became unapologetically you. And I'm wondering, what was the tipping point for you when you realize that there is more for you and that you want to step away from the masculine and embrace the feminine? Mm, Yeah, that's such a great question. And I think that it wasn't, I mean, I can think of a specific tipping point, but I also want to share with everyone that there were many moments, this like many aha moments or many kind of like hitting um, my head against a wall of like, oh, okay, wait, this isn't right for me. This doesn't feel good. Why am I doing this? What is the actual intention here? Um, But the ultimate moment, I believe, was in October of 2019, where I had been living in LA for six months. And even the move from San Diego up to LA, my husband and I met in uh, San Diego, got married, and then immediately moved up to LA. Um, Even that move was really 
just because I thought I should be there as a podcaster, as a yoga teacher, as a woman in the wellness space. I thought that I should be in LA and there wasn't really much more to that decision besides I should do this because others are doing it. And over the course of six months of being there, and granted I'm from Northern LA County, so it's not like I moved across country or had never experienced it before, um, but living in the city ended up being a completely different experience of immersing myself really in the culture there, the community. Uh, granted, to say there's so many communities in LA um, and the lifestyle. I took a trip up to Big Sur, which I think is just the most beautiful and like energy dense place. One of the most energy dense places on planet Earth. It's just insanely grounding, but also like opening and very feminine in, in, the, in a sense. And I remember sitting at a fire that my husband had made for the evening and just feeling like I was being recharged in a way that really highlighted that my battery was empty and that my soul was empty. And it's funny because the week prior to that, I remember sitting with one of my, um, one of my employees at the time and dear friend telling her how I felt like everything was so good. It was so good. I was finally in a place where I was happy and feeling good. And then I went to Big Sur and I was like, oh, wait a second. Like there's, there's obviously a void here because if there wasn't a void, if I was truly abundant right now, I wouldn't be feeling like I needed to recharge so much. And that was a big tipping point for me where I think all of the smaller moments before that came together and finally clicked. It was like putting that final piece in the puzzle where I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't just go create a fitness concept because I see other people doing it. I can't just go move cities because I think that's the right place to be, or I can't just hang with these people because they have large followings online. And I'm meant to like hang with other people like that. Like none of it made sense. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, the only thing that made sense was I need to come back to me. I need to disown this chameleon type behavior that I have been kind of indoctrinated into, which so many of us have as a form of survival, literally. Um, and I need to figure out who I am and I need to figure out what I'm here to do and what my big purpose is. And from that point forward, it's really been an unlearning and a remembering that I am my own person. And even more than that, I am, like I said, this extension of the divine and have my own values. I have my own desires. I have my own calling and I have my own way of um, pursuing that calling as well too. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that story. And I feel like so many who are listening right now can really resonate with you because sometimes it's like, oh, my life is good. It's good because it should be good, right? But we're always in the doing and the business of the day that we really don't pass to check in. How am I really feeling? How am I really doing? Am I what I'm doing fulfilling for me or am I doing it because others are doing it and it's working for them? So really coming back to you, seeing what are your core values? Am I aligned with it? Am I aligned with who I really am? 
am I trying to align myself with the world around me? So I love that you got into this moment. And I also love that you are really mentioning source, right? Whether we believe in God, universe, source, there is something bigger energy that is bigger than us, that it's protecting us and guiding us. And when we can connect, that's when we finally feel home. So I would love to hear how did you connect with the concept of the quantum field? Was it something and I'm, I'm kind of like answering my own question, right? But is that something you were like raised into? Because I know that many of us didn't, but how did you connect that with quantum feel and this whole concept? Yeah, that's a great question. So no, I definitely was not raised with like anything that I know or teach or share today. <laughs> no, it's like totally outlandish compared to like what all the other paths of my family members have done. Um, I started diving deep into meditation and breath work after I finished my yoga teacher or during my yoga teacher training. But really like after I finished my yoga teacher training and through various teachers, I started connecting the dots between these practices being more than just tools for like stress relief or sleep, which I think is like kind of the initial assumption of like why we would meditate. And some people don't even know what breath work actually is. Um, and that there's these practices that we can use for our physical health and our emotional and spiritual health. And, um, I stumbled upon Joe Dispenza as I think many people have, and he's the best. <laughs> I love him. I'm so bummed. I get to go to his events now. I know it was know. my goal for 2020, you know, we were like looking at tickets and everything goes like, dang. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm excited to get to one of his live retreats as well too. Um, but that's really where I first heard of the term quantum physics and, you know, working with the quantum field. And from that point I was hooked, you know, I am um, in human design, design, I'm a one, three projector or projector one, three, how I don't, <laughs> I don't know how they say it, but the one, three is like all about, um, that design type is all about really like learning and mastery and, um, diving deep into topics. And so when I find something that I'm interested in, I just like, I freaking dive deep into, into the deep end. And I became obsessed with the idea of connecting our spiritual experiences with the science and the research that really backs and proves that what we're experiencing is real and we're not crazy and it's not woo woo, but it's actually happening. Um, and that's really where I fell in love with meditation and breath work. It's what I teach inside of the Academy of Breath too, because I think that there's, we're, we're doing a massive disservice if we don't teach these practices and also, or practice these things and also bring in the awareness and the um, understanding of what we're working with inside of meditation and breath work or what we can work with at least. Mm, I love it. So there's just like so many things I told you, I could speak with you like hours and hours and hours. And I'm, um, you know, I'm five, one generator, but my okay. fiance, it's one, three and manifesting generator. So one, three, I live with one of you. So I know <laughs> he always know like he loves learning, <laughs> he loves going deep. He loves building the foundations. And then he goes and explores an adventure in all of it. And he wants to understand. It's like, it's like he catches and he goes so deep. So I love that. And I'm one five. So I'm the teacher, you know, the teacher. Okay. Yeah. I go very deep in the one and I love the foundation and learning. And then I go and I teach it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so my, my fiance, he has to experience it. He has to live it and adventure it. I learn it and I teach it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think both are super valuable because, you know, a lot of what I teach is embodiment. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that for me as a teacher, when I really started one being super successful in my business, but two, seeing a lot of results with my clients and three, like getting rid of the imposter syndrome overall and like feeling really confident and just like, yes, I know, I know what I'm teaching and I'm excited to teach it. And I know that it's going to help you was after the experience, after the embodying before that, it was like, yes, I conceptually understand these things, but do I fully believe it? in the way that I've lived it, you know? And so I think that there's so much value on both, on both sides of experiencing and learning and teaching and sharing. Um, because so many people I see deal with imposter syndrome or lack of confidence or lack of self-worth and, um, especially in the coaching space. And I always come back to, well, are you teaching what you, or are you practicing what you're teaching people? Are you, are you actually using your tools? Cause if you're not using your tools, of course, you're not going to understand the power of them. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm, that is so powerful. So when you say embodiment, do you mean like embody the future version of you, of who you truly want to be, who you came here to be, or is it just embodying your values and walking your talk? All of it, all of the above. So embodiment, I mean, I think that embodiment is a term that's starting to get thrown around more and more and more. Um, so embodiment, first of all, getting into your body. And so when we look at it from like embodying your future self, bringing your future self into your body, into the current reality, into the present moment. But when we look at it from like values and tools and whatnot, it's doing the things, you know, it's again, the embodiment is the beingness and we can embody our practices, whether they be Um, like if you teach manifestation, what are the practices that you are doing on a daily basis to manifest? If you are a, um, if you are a fitness instructor, are you actually doing the different routines or are you, if you're a yoga teacher, are you actually practicing yoga? Are you actually doing Pilates? You know, like how are you embodying, putting on, bringing into the current in current present state what it is that you value, what it is that you desire, what it is that you teach and share and lead on. Mm, That is so beautiful. So when did you embrace that, the embodiment? Was it also in 2019 when you got so curious and deep in all of that? Like really, because I know that Joe Dispenza also speaks about embodiment and, you know, visualizations. Yeah, so I... Before that kind of breakthrough, I was still meditating and breathing every every so often. I meditated every single day because once I did my meditation t- teacher training, I was like, I love this so much. <laughs> Breath work, I love as well. Have a little bit more resistance around it. Um, but of course, the things that we teach are what we are meant to master the most. <laughs> um, but I would say that's when I really took it to the next level of, okay, so I'm going to yes, have a daily devotion to my own practices because then I'm a walking testimonial for the work that I, to, that I teach. And I remember actually in my meditation teacher training, um, I asked my teacher, Johnny Pollard, who's the founder of One Giant Mind. He, I asked him, you know, I'm so excited about these practices. I want to share them with every single person. Like, why won't my husband meditate with me? And he was like, well, we don't want to be meditation evangelists. Uh, we can share our excitement, but embodiment is what actually gets people interested. Embodiment, because when you are 
a living, breathing example of what it looks like to meditate on a daily basis. When you are, when you are literally living as that version of yourself, people are going to stop and pay attention. They're going to want to know what changed within you. Um, so I feel like the biggest kind of like snowball or momentum momentous moment was in 2019 where I was like, Oh, okay. Embodiment isn't just me meditating every day. It's also me putting on the version of myself that I desire to become who I see myself being a year from now and talking like her thinking like her acting like her in every moment that I can. Mm, that is so beautiful because that's something that we can do no matter where you are, no matter where mm-hmm. you are, no matter what you're going through, really um, checking in with yourself, like who is the version of me one year, five years from now, and how would she talk? How would she speak? How would she act? What would she think? You know, how would mm-hmm. she be behaving in those moments? So is this something you're doing through meditation, visualization, journaling, or what are some techniques that are helping you to embody that version of you? Yeah. I mean, all of the above every single morning I sit down and will like literally visualize myself putting on an outfit that I have said is like my next level self outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll meditate and feel into the feelings of being that version of myself. You know, what are the words that I would use or what are the words for anyone listening um, or watching? What are the words that you would use to describe who you are going to be a year from now? How can you begin to actually step into and live those words now, because the more that we, be, if we feel it now, the more we become it. And this goes back to quantum physics and really collapsing the, uh, collapsing the quantum field is through the actual in real time. Again, I'm going to use that word embodiment of who we desire to be. And so I start with that in my meditation practice first thing in the morning. And what I find is that it's really easy for me to then show up as that version of myself throughout the rest of the day, because I'm already kind of setting the ball in motion. Or if we think about it in a very scientific way, we're already creating those pathways in the brain so that when something comes up throughout your day, you're at this fork in the road and you need to make a decision. You can then be aware enough to ask, well, what would the version of me a year from now do in this space. And then you just do that. And then you become that person. (laughs) And so I don't think that it has to be some like crazy routine that takes hours and hours and hours to do in the morning. I think you can literally sit down for 10 minutes a day, feel the feelings of who you desire to be, uh, visualize what they look like. You know, I use a perfume. I went out and bought myself a perfume with the intention that this is going, every time I spray this, I'm going to be putting on my next level self. Um, And so I do that every single morning or before I have a podcast interview or anything like that, I'll spray my perfume and have the intention of I am stepping into, I used to call her Ava 2.0. Oops. I used to call her Ava 2.0. And now I feel like I just grew so much, but I think just a 10 minute practice is so simple. And then that sets the tone for the rest of your day to show up as that version of yourself. And that's it. You know, it doesn't have to be so complicated. I love that so much because that's so easy and anyone can do that and no excuses of I'm too busy. I have kids. I don't have time. You don't get it. You have 10 minutes for yourself. Even if you're doing it, sitting in a shower, sometimes shower is the quietest place, place of downloads for me. So I go sit in the shower and really devote that space and time for me. So before we wrap this up, um, I wanted to ask you, what is the one last thing that you want 
the listener who is listening right now and she is still feeling that imposter syndrome, but who am I? Who am I to live my desires? Who am I to be manifesting all I want? What is the one thing on your heart that you want her to know? Mm, I think just the question, why not you? Why not you? And I would even add to that to take a moment to write down in your journal. Can I swear on this? Am I okay <laughs> to write? Who the fuck are you? You know, like who, and I will write that down whenever I'm about to go into a launch or whenever I'm like, kind of like talking myself back up after I've had a couple hard days, I'll write down in my journal, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, I'm Ava fucking Johanna. And then I'll write down all the amazing things that I am claiming for myself, um, to just get myself back into an energy of like, Oh yeah. Like I am amazing. I am awesome. And why not me? Hmm. I love that. Why not you? I love that so much, you know, because it's so simple, but why not? Right. So I love that. I love today's episode. So valuable, so much fun. Um, I know I connected with you on Instagram. Is that your favorite place to hang out with people? Is there any other online place? Yes. Instagram is definitely the best space to find me and to connect with me. My Instagram is at Ava Johanna. Um, I have a growing ish YouTube channel where I host or post meditations and some older, um, shorter videos and trainings on there. Um, and then my website is avajohanna.com where I have more information about me or how to work with me. If you uh, were inspired by this conversation. Love it so much. Thank you for today. Thank you for all your work. I just love that you really step into what lights you up and really put everything on the side and said, no more of this. This is who I am being. And I feel like it's so inspiring for other women to hear it, see it, and just really being able to compare what is possible. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 